Well, what do you know? Welcome to another segment of Tony's show. Uh, not Tony's show, sorry. The Everything Go show. Uh, seems like you still get, because I've been doing the other show for so long. Um, anyway, we're here, we're here, we're here. Tonight's show is going to be a multi-varied. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome to the chat room. I was going to let a little bit more, give a little bit more time to come in. Today I was right on the button. <laughs> right on the button. Uh, someone's launching here. Okay, what we got here? See what happens. Okay. Uh, all righty. Esker is speaking. Okay. Uh, es Esker, are you there? Hello? It's yes, I'm here. Okay, I, how can I help you? Um, well, just something showed up on my screen that you're live, and I've um, tapped that a few times before, and I was quite interested in your viewpoint. So I'm here pretty much random, and just as I clicked on the button, it said call in. Um, you said that, so I called in. Oh, okay. So what, <laughs> what, okay. I'm, I, I'm about 15 feet above um, the ground. I'm on a scaffold. I'm working. Um, it's a beautiful day here in New Zealand, and um, I thought I'll um, see what you're up to today, man. Okay, no worries. That sounds. I, I visited your fair country once. I wound up going to Wellington uh, years ago. Um, it reminded me of can what Canada used to be like uh, when I was there about ten years behind, uh, before. Uh, going through your customs was just like what we used to what we used to have. <laughs> Same uniform, actually. I wondered if we actually sent the uniforms down to you guys, but um, um, lots changed since then, I'm sure. Well, the funny thing is, um, sorry, there's an airplane overhead. Um, I can't change that, I'm afraid. Um, it's funny you should say that because um, I'm not from New Zealand originally, um, but I moved here about 15 years ago. Um, and I did work in Canada um, as well. So I see that, uh, that reference to, to Canada very clearly, especially the yellow lines on the road that I wasn't used to. But um, when I said to people that I felt a little bit like um, how it would be in Belgium in the 1960s. Yeah. People didn't really appreciate that when I said that. So I've, um, I've toned that down a little bit. We're not that backward. You know, there's a few things here in New Zealand. Oh, no, no, not, not, no, not at all. I mean, I'm just saying I noticed a lot of things there were like what we used to have when I was there at the time. Uh, you had the same taxes, except I think there yours were more. The difference between our GST and your, I think, VAT was whatever you saw, you paid for. That's it. There was no added taxes. The taxes were already figured into whatever you were buying. And the grocery stores are, were different. Uh, you actually labeled your GMOs there. We don't here. <laughs> um, and your eggs were left outside, not inside a cooler, which was I thought was was pretty neat because the eggs last longer that way so uh, there was a lot of things there I, I thought were unique to new zealand that i and they had this honey that i bought there which got confiscated by the customs i actually told the guy take it home <laughs> because i forgot at the time it was like a one ounce limit on the thing and i was going to eat some of this honey while I, we were flying because it was um specifically indigenous to new zealand because of the flower that they got the, the bee got the honey from so it wasn't the other one that they, that's common and known. It was a different one. So I, I really fell in love with the honey, and I wanted to bring it home with me, and they took it from me. So anyway, um, no, I like New Zealand. Uh, it's a bit pricey. Uh, you, I mean, it's just like here. I mean, but 
the immigration laws are really stringent. Uh, uh, at the time when I was looking at it, you had to have about two million bucks to immigrate there unless you had a job or whatever that you know you come in under a work visa. But again, um, similar issues that we have in regarding to natives and the Ab uh, the Aborigines here and the um, uh, what the hell are they called the tribal people you have there the um, ah slip my head but anyway the Maori uh, I'm sorry we call them Maori. Mari, that's right, the Mari. The um, I went to the there was a museum there. I went to a friend of mine took me to to see you know uh, the Mari culture there and whatnot. Um, so there are a lot of similarities, a lot of similarities. So again, some differences, but the one thing that you are very similar with that we're that we have that you have is we have idiots for prime ministers. That's one thing that seems to be a common thread among the Commonwealth. <laughs> I can completely concur. Um, what went on notice um, in most of the international media is that last February um, we had big rallies against um, those dreaded mandates, you know what for. Yeah. And I think we're the only country that was able to occupy um, the surroundings of the parliament for 23 days. Um, I know in Canada um, they did quite well. We were inspired by Canada at that time. Um, so we, um, yeah, we let the government know what we thought about all these matters. Um, and when you say, um, you know, something about the leaders, um, yeah, I had some people personally after me, um, and if they're listening, you know, um, good luck. I had some people after me, um, um, let's say they were on her payroll because I was somewhat involved in the organization at a very low level, but enough to cause them to... Well. Um, don't like me a lot. <laughs> well, anybody that speaks the truth or, out, or is outspoken about the current situation, you know, I mean, like I said, these I, I even think they're replacing that thing you got down there. I don't know what that is. I can't say it's a woman. I can't say it's a man. It's something in between. And the goofball we got, I think he's been also on some level. So, I, you know, we got some, some of the most bizarre constructs controlling these countries. Let's just put it that way. Know, without getting into detail, but uh, makes me wonder. <laughs> makes me wonder. Well, do you know? Do you know if you take in consideration that what's going on at that political level is obviously only part of a far larger picture that is um, starts to emerge slowly um, to more and more people. That's, um, it's not just about an Ardern or a Trudeau. It's also not just about the vaccine. It's also not just about a virus. It's not just about the Ukraine. It's not just about Putin. There's a lot of things at play here. And um, I think if you have any spiritual bone in your body and you still don't feel anything brewing and simmering and getting ready to, let's say, transform, um, yeah, um, do some fasting and do some meditation because um, I think a lot of your listeners are very well able to um, to discern the times that we're living in. And oh, for sure, for sure. We're in the end mm. times. There's no question about it. Anybody oh, brother. Oh, and brother. anyone doesn't see that today or blind one, I can't see out the other. That's how I look at it. <laughs> you know, it's, you know. No, this is definitely end times, and for the. The whole system is corrupt to the core. Commonwealth at one time represented something, now represents something completely different. And we're looking at the European Union. We're looking at a group of billions that are somehow um, able to control 
United Nations, which is a fine, you know, spectacularly ironic that a, a small group has this much power and how it transcends every border on every level. So it's, it's amazing. Um, yeah. So like I said, and to see, well, I'm going to play, I'm going to play something that a minister in the U.S. came out with, and I, uh, he was bold, <laughs> very bold. I like him. He has that, uh, that attitude of, you know, I've had enough of this bullshit and tells it like it is. So, um, and I think we're seeing more and more of that surface. Hopefully it continues. Can I say a few words before you um, sure, start ahead. that track? Um, I think you're referring to the end times as um, stated by um, the testimony of um, John on Patmos, given in a dream through Jesus yeah. Christ. Is well, it not that just, end time you're talking just, about? Not just that. I'm talking throughout biblical prophecy. There's all indicators. Absolutely. There's all indicators through even other uh, versions outside the biblical truths regarding Nostradamus and even some of the Quranic uh, uh, visuals. I mean, they're all basically just about every, the natives here and their, and their themes, just about every thread that I have seen anyway is indicative of all of them saying the same thing, that we're all, we're all winding, winding down or coming to a point yeah, we already are in the days of Noah. That's how I look at it anyway. And we are yes. looking at the bullshit with this neural link and trying to link mankind into an AI network and the beast system and all that bullshit. Um, the fact that idol worshiping is becoming more and more prevalent. You know, we're putting our faith in men that have uh, led a, a bioweapon at a warp speed, which I think is ridiculous that anybody would put any faith in any kind of lunacy but people are doing this as well so and all the other things the way the way things are configuring right now on a global level is all again pointing to these same prophecies so i that's where i'm coming from i'm i'm absolutely with you 100 percent because we the bible is fantastic but um there are other people who have picked up um that signal and whether it is from other religious traditions or art you can find it anywhere can I, can I give you one example that um, was so stark to me? Okay, go ahead. Do you, do you remember a trilogy written by J.R.R. Tolkien in 1917? He started it called The Lord of the Rings. All right, okay. Have you heard of it? It was filmed no, in I New Zealand? I, I, I've, seen, well, I've seen his work, but I've never read anything regarding to a trilogy. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh. Have you not seen the the movies that were brought out? Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've seen all three movies. Yeah, yeah. And you can uh, okay. see you can see the AI. Uh, okay. the, the AI is right there. The mutation of mankind or humanity, not just humanity, mankind, and what has come of that that uh, beast system that occurred at that time. The occultic, the occultic um, uh, takeover the battle between good and evil so forth and so on you know the whole concept of a ring uh, carrying an oper an operating system that was so powerful that uh it would basically possess whoever was exposed to it for a period of time a lot of things in there that it was pointing out to is actually what's going on today there was a years ago i had a friend of mine had a different belief system but i would we i would share we would share each other's you know, uh, perspectives on truth, biblical or otherwise. And when we read the art part in G when Jesus met the uh, possessed person that even chains can hold him down, it's called Legion. 
Mm -hmm. went did some re he went did some research on that term legion and found, to both of our amazement, that legion was a consolidation of AI operating systems under one containment, and it was and it possessed whatever. And then we looked at this: what are the odds that this wouldn't be the same thing? And that again, Jesus had control over an operating system as as powerful as an AI network. Another form of possession. And AI, you can inter interject AI with Lucifer. It's one and the same. I agree. I agree. Where I was heading with this, um, but I, I'd like to talk to you maybe um, another time when you're not on your show about several okay. things. But um, if you just look at um, the, the saga of the Lord of the Rings, and you just look at the titles of the three different books, you probably can't remember if you haven't read them, but um, I'll give them to you. The first book is called The Fellowship. And in my estimation, that fellowship is a certain time period um, that has now passed. It runs to about the year 2000. Yeah. Do you know what the title is of the second book? No, I, again, like I said, I, I'm All so right. entrapped in so many different things that for me to remember something, I have to really sit there and stop because my, my head goes in multi-dimensional direction so because i'm looking at so many no, when, when i say when i say the title to you you will um you will know exactly why this is very significant and um, okay. when i say the year 2000 i should actually say the year 1998 but um around 2000 and um, do you remember something big that happened in 2001 in the united states particularly what? in new york um I know we had the millennia thing with the computer that made a big, big splash. Um, 2001. Well, that, that was a dud, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a total, a total. Um, so deception. what happened on the 11th of September, 2001? I don't remember the two towers, the two oh, towers. The twin towers. Okay. You're referring to that. Okay. And what is the title? What is the title of the second book in the trilogy of Tolkien? The two towers, my friend. You'll have to, you'll yes. have to twin towers. Is that what it's called? No, the two towers. Oh, two towers. Okay. I think the meaning is, um, is pretty clear. And the last book, the third part of the trilogy is called, and we're living towards that time in my estimation is called the return of the king. Okay. Isn't that interesting? Because I yeah. think there's another book that talks about the return of a king. And when I'm saying these things, I don't believe that Tolkien was writing to emulate that. Um, have you ever heard of Rupert Sheldrake, the work of Rupert Sheldrake, British no. scientist? He has a very um, elaborate theory about how our memories are not stored in our brains. It's called morphic resonance. It's really worth looking into um, because they keep cutting away bits and pieces of people's brains and they tried it on animals. Even if they cut out most of it, their memory is still there. They can still um, use their memory. The memory is not stored in the brain. It's stored in what you want to call the ether or ultimate consciousness or God. It doesn't really matter. And what Tolkien saw, but also what the dark side of the moon with um, Roger Waters and um, David Gilmore in 73, which is 50 years ago, by the way, um, they all saw the same thing. And when you're referring to other religions and other things, they all saw that same thing. Yeah. And we have to deal with the amount of information that we can um, that we can consume and um, and work with. But that we are in this time, yes, brother, um, we are, and it is it is almost an honor to be um, to be part of it. In my 
in my estimation. <laughs> I'd rather be in another part, <laughs> the, the better part, because everything that's coming where, down the pipe, everything that's coming down the pipe. I mean, everyone knows in order to have, uh, in order to have a creation, first you have to, it's, uh, creation is an act of destruction. And we have to destroy all this shit that they have put on this planet. You know, the Bible says yes. flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of heaven because flesh and blood has been polluted by the by the constructs of this life. So it cannot enter. That's why we have a new body new in, in the heavenly realm. So when we're yes. looking at all the things that are here, my agitation all the time is that the planet has been allowed to be destroyed by this, by this demonic force uh, because of its war. The war was was with Jesus primarily. So here at that end, we're finally at the end of this, and thank God because it's finally finally will be over once and for all. That's my no 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 no. Um, I have to hold you there, my friend, because we may call it the end time because it's the end of a certain era. Right. But don't you remember what's going to happen after this? Well, I would, after uh, this? You're, you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. We, oh, sorry. There's a, there's a new heaven and a new earth for sure. But I'm, what I'm referring to is this evil that's here now will no longer be able Aye. to prevail. That's where I'm coming from. But you, you, you're still skipping something because, yes, that new heaven and that new earth will come. But between the end time, what we call this period, um, and the creation of the new heaven and the new earth, there is still the thousand year reign and the elect will reign as priests and kings and we will clean up this planet for a thousand years we will. i don't think i don't think it's going to be us that's going to be doing the cleaning to be honest with you i think we'll be in authority i think the ones that are going to be doing the cleaning again this is my humble opinion and, and based on how i'm looking at it what in the mm -hmm. facts i have i don't think we're, we're going to be i think we're going to be overseeing the cleaning the ones that are going to be doing the cleaning uh, are the ones that, are, that have corrupted this planet that's my thinking no, the ones that are corrupted this planet, they will be locked for a thousand years and then they shall be released for a short amount of time. Okay, you're talking, about the, you're talking about the demons. I'm talking about the actual people, the people that are here. Um, yes, but we're talking about souls here and people are flesh and blood and we're talking about something um, which is at the deepest level where... Yes and no. Connect. I mean, yes, yes and no, and I, I, I mean, yes and no on that. I mean, like I said, I don't see why we would be fixing it since we didn't create the problem. <laughs> okay, that's no, because opinion. it's no. My, you, I, I think you, the, ones, the ones that created the problems are the ones I think are going to fix the problems. Okay, I don't see why God no, would no. punish us to do to do that. See, again, that's where you and I will differ. Then, <laughs> okay, exactly. That's where yes. you and I will differ. We have to. I believe, we have to I believe we'll point. be over. I believe we'll be overseeing it. I believe when, when the saints come back with Christ, I think we'll be overseeing the the um, mm. the rain. But I don't think we'll be a part of repairing anything. That to me is a, is a form of repentance, and we had nothing to do with that. That's how I look at it. Well, if you look at it, um, going around with a mop with dirty water and everything, no, Jesus is not going to enslave us to clean up um, his planet for a thousand years. No, yeah. I don't think so. It'll be it'll be a joy to be with people of like mind and like spirit yeah. that are connected um, with. I sometimes call it because you know you got artificial intelligence. Sometimes I call God original intelligence. It's the origin. It's the source. It's the it's where this came from and. Um, a lot of us are starting to feel that realm getting um, more and more real within our daily lives. I, I meet people, I see people, there's amazing coincidences going on everywhere and we, we are uniting 
and this army of idiots sorry i don't i don't like to say bad words but this army of idiots that are still following the whole medical tyranny um, the political tyranny the the warmongering um, they will not be here they will not be here for a thousand years and it's not because they're bad people per se but their souls have not matured enough to enter that realm and i cannot say but maybe in that small time that they will be released there might be another chance for them um, and some will be people that i call my family too and that will be um that will be a very sad um a sad occasion but um, nothing is irredeemable nothing and nobody you know well i don't know i again there is there are references that there there is a way to becoming irrede irredeemable but again um i think with these people to be honest with you because they have been uh, possessed by the operating systems and they've gone along with it some went along with it because through ignorance and didn't have any idea and i think there'd be a little different there'd be a little different um tolerance to that because of ignorance because bible says even even the elect may be deceived and some mm. will some have been you know i've got yes. i've listened to ministers that say that you know this is not the mark of the beast others saying that we're not in the end times i'm thinking are you kidding me what are you drinking you know maybe you should share that with me but um they have no they have no no concept so like i said it it um I think there's going to be, again, I'm not in that position. That's not, that's above my pay grade. That's how I look at it. That's God's decision and what he does and how he does it and what he's going to do. But I mean, we get some picture or some, some um, concept or some idea of certain things. Some things are not fully explained. Some things are extrapolated. Some people, some things we form opinions on based on, again, how we interpret what we read. Uh, and everyone has a different different angle on how they see things, depending on, again, where you are and what you're seeing and what you've been exposed to. So that also has to be taken into some consideration because, again, I don't see the same things you do because I don't live in the same environment you do. So your perception, how you read and what you see is one thing. I see it differently for based on where I'm at and what I'm seeing and what I'm seeing progressing here. So yes. there may be some truth in everything everybody's saying. And, I, and again, I don't disregard that either, you know. So, so, so one last question, and I fully concur with what you say, and I really love talking to you, and um, I'm, I'm very grateful for you, um, and there are others, um, but there's few and far between um, that are willing to talk about the, the hard subject sometimes, you know. Um, my, my big question then is, um, so if you go biblical, which I suppose you do, what is the one thing that makes people irredeemable? Bible says, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. That's the only thing, only time yes. of non-redemption. That's the only thing that I've ever read anyway. That's the only thing I've ever read. And I, so, and I believe you can only do that. You can only blaspheme against the Holy Spirit if you're fully with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is fully with you. Only then, only then, because then you truly know God. And I think by calling yourself a Christian or a Muslim or whatever um, the race or creed be, um, you can say whatever you like, but it does not necessarily mean that you um, that you are there with a big T. So I think blaspheming against the Holy Spirit is only possible once you are with the Holy Spirit. And you do the same thing as Satan did back in the Garden of Eden. And he left I, with one third of the angels. Yeah, I agree with you. Because he knew I think God. If you get, if you get to that point of, of um, pride and ego, you know, and you want to be God, yes. <laughs> I think at that yes. point... You're you're about to get your Amen, ass handed to you. <laughs> That's how I look yeah. at it. You know, whatever. Well, you, you, 
You just gave the key word to what it takes to be in full communion with the Holy Spirit and therefore with God, ego. Once your ego is completely dissolved, um, you're there. And that's a very, very tall order for all of us. You know, Jesus did it and he's the only one who's done it. And that's why wherever you go over the world, whatever country you, you see, you will see his name because his name is in the date that we live by. 2023, when? Yeah, the year zero. What was that? Exactly. And we do it everywhere. What's the furthest place away from Jerusalem? My word shall be preached all over the world. What's the furthest place from Jerusalem? A city. A city? I don't, I don't know the city yeah. in Antarctica or, or the Arctic region, but that would be about the first you could get away. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Auckland, New Zealand. Is it Auckland, New Zealand? Okay. Oh, I, see, I thought Antarctica would be further, further away, but okay. <laughs> no, his, his word has gone round, and you shall know the season by its fruits. And yep. um, summer is nigh, my friend. Summer is nigh, and it is glorious, and it's going to be fantastic. And do you know why? Because people like you, people like me, people that I meet now, we are forming an organic type of bond. And that bond has always been there. We've just failed to recognize it, um, especially the last few generations with our high tech, like, quote unquote high tech. This is not high tech, what we're seeing. No, high is, tech this, is a mess. This, this is revised tech. That's all this is. This has been here before many times, actually. So it's not Absolutely. like the first time. This is, this is all bullshit, what they're telling us. So I, like I said, I look at this and we're, if we're looking at it from Daniel's perspective with the statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw, mm. we're at the we're at the bottom. We're at the clay and iron. That's where we're at. So we're not yes. we're, we're not really that advanced. In fact, we're kind of we're kind of stupid. I've often said. And how, how do you, how do you interpret the clay and the iron? Because I've seen so many interpretations. But um, I have my own. I'm looking at it from this perspective: technology and biology intermingling, like nanotechnology, nanobiotech with genetics. Amen. Uh, so that's what I'm seeing. So uh, again, but I'm also seeing where it says there, because I've been dealing with nanobiotech because I've been infected with nanobiotech, not through injections, but through epigenetics, uh, through the environment. Uh, I got targeted with it. Uh, the one thing that I've always looked at, which I think I finally discovered a way to uncleave the iron and clay. The Bible says it will not cleave, it will not stick. Um, is by using using electrostatic charges or spike and a chemical, a simple chemical reaction using um, pyrocetic acid. When you combine a pyrocetic acid, the carbon bonds that are binding with the protein become can be dissolved and broken free. And by using the electrostatic charges, you can actually erase the DNA in the protein so that you no longer have that connection now i wouldn't give it to anybody who's been injected because that's a different thing if you've been exposed to something through an environment that's one thing but if you have that inserted directly into the dna that basically the way the dna works and the way it uploads or downloads becomes a permanent thing so but they can use the parasitic acid to again dissolve the carbon bonds that are not yet um integrated the program's integrated but the, but other materials, because everyone's got nanotechnology inside of them. It doesn't matter where you live, mm -hmm. what, you, what you think. Everyone's, we're, we're breathing it, we're eating it, we're drinking it, we're wearing it. You know, it's, it's basically, it's become um, 
totally engulfing. So you have to neutralize. That's about the only thing you can do. Even down there where they, they're, you know, the big thing about New Zealand is because of the organics. You don't have any more organics than anybody else at this point. The, 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 the uh, what do you call it? The load, uh, not the load, the, uh, what's, I can't even think of the word. It's basically where it's polluted. Everything's polluted. There's nothing mm -hmm. anywhere you're eating any place unless you got it in a cave, in a house, or in some sort of uh, enclosure, and you have some kind of uh, high-tech static inf uh, filtration system to minimize any particulate matter from in, uh, um, reaching your food supply. But anyway, the point is that if you've, if you've just been exposed to it, not through injection, but through, again, uh, environmental, you can remove it. That we can remove. So. As far as the injection goes, that's going to take a little bit more um, digging in to deprogram the program. I think there's an alternative. And it's, it's very simple, but it's very hard to do. And because you seem to know a lot about chemistry, um, what happens with our own physiology when our body is not able to deal with toxins? It gets stored in um, the fat cells, right? Not just there. Um, not just there. That's, else? That oh, your muscle tissue, your legs between your crotch and your feet is a storage facility. So is your ass. So is your so are your arms. You have to remember, it's not just it's not a simple thing as everyone thinks. Everyone just thinks these are nanoparticles. These are programmable particles, so they're mm -hmm. adaptive. They're very adaptive, and so if you strike them in any direct form or fashion, they will they will adapt and counter whatever you're doing. So you have to eradicate and, re and re erase the program some way, somehow, or you're just spinning your wheels. So when, okay, you're with, you. when you're dealing with a DNA operating system, that's not going into the fat cells. That's going into the DNA. That's a whole different ballgame. So when you're talking something that can up upload your, the operating system or program and then make it part of it, that's pretty hard to undo. Well, yes, no, I think it's already been shown in, in the Swedish lab last March that um, especially when you talk about these injections, that they indeed can um, reverse tra transcribe on the DNA. So that's that's a big problem. Um, but apart from that, um, I have to study this because I, I don't have enough knowledge about what you just spoke, but I will listen back and, and study that. What I do know is that um, when Jesus sent out the 70 to um, bring forth the good news, he did explicitly tell them um, to gird in their loins and to accept anything and everything because nothing, nothing will harm them. And I believe equally that when the Holy Spirit is with you, there is no talk in the world that will, um, that will get again, to you. There again, I, see, yes. I, would, I would refute you on that one two, on two mm -hmm. places in the Bible. One, Paul asked Fair Jesus enough. three times to uh, remove the blindness. Jesus said, don't bother me again with that. Second, mm -hmm. the book of Job, when Job was afflicted with what looks like some form of nano poisoning that God removed from him eventually. But so it doesn't mean that because you are with the Holy Spirit or not with the Holy Spirit, that you cannot be afflicted. You know, that to me is, is ludicrous. The idea that we're on this planet and God does allow you to be afflicted or inflicted. I got inflicted. Now, the reason why I think I, that happened so that I would learn about this, find solutions, and then share them with everybody, which I've done. So I don't believe yeah. for, I don't believe necessarily. I do, do think that at that time, because Jesus was on the planet, nothing could hurt these guys. But since then, like I said, Paul was afflicted with uh, visual issues. He again, 
uh, explained to God, you know, asked Jesus uh, three times to heal him. Jesus denied him. Even Timothy had problems with the digestive system, and Paul suggested he drink a little wine with his with his food or with it for his stomach. So again, when you're saying to me stuff like that, and I hear this all the time, not just from the Christian perspective, but all over. And I say, well, you know, I go back to the book of Job. Job was a righteous man. He was filled with the spirit. And yet look what, look what happened to him. So I don't believe that that's always accurate either. I think that's well, the theory. Yeah. I think that's the theory Christians believe, but if that was the case, why do Christians suffer? And some of them suffered tremendously. And, the simple thing, I've already said it, is that up until this time, there's only been one soul that has completely fulfilled and reached that state. And even the 70, powerful as they might have been um, with their faith, it wasn't complete yet. Otherwise, how would they have asked in Matthew 24, oh Lord, when shall these things take place? Um, if they would have been with... Um, with um, the Lord in completeness, they would not even have asked the question because they would have already known. Again, but again, you're you're supporting my argument. Okay, you're supporting my Actually, argument. Actually, I am. Yeah. So again, you know, that's what I'm saying. I like I said, I I've been doing this for like 13 years, and so I've seen it all. I've seen every faith, whether they be Hindu, whether they be Buddhist, whether they be Muslim, mm -hmm. or the Judaic. Uh, belief system christian and you got to remember christianity is so diverse even in within christianity so i've seen yes, even, yes. even the natives with the native beliefs there's not nothing i haven't seen from different these different angles so then you would have to ask the question well why do they believe in god why do they have these these issues okay that's usually the question that pops up and the answer is god does not say doesn't promise that you're going to be disease free there are christians out there doing god's work that have issues that they health issues and they contact me there are people out there that are doing major work on a spiritual level. And again, they're afflicted. So again, we're living in a what I call a shithole right now. And that's to be expected. Well, it is a shithole, you know. So and that's to be expected. So I don't I don't uh, defer that God isn't can't do it. I'm saying that God has allowed it. But I think too when we, things happen to us when we do get afflicted on any level it doesn't matter what what is a physical level financial level you know a personal level most whatever i think it's to make us stronger number one to prepare us for hard times and two so that we would become um knowledgeable what to do in these circumstances and situations because other people go through these things and a lot of them are not capable of figuring things out so Sometimes you're the one that goes through it so that you can be the one to share their information. So I get that too. So like I said, it's all a matter of how you look at it, I guess. <laughs> yes. And to, to me, all that refers back to what we spoke of earlier about the ego. And I like that you, um, that you mentioned the book of Job, because in a sense, that also has very much to do uh, with ego. Um, I, I love the book of Job because it's such a... Um, um, I think it's a true, it's a true story. Um, people think it's fictional, but I think it is a true story um, about somebody who has a lot, um, but still is able to say, um, but I, I owe it all to God. And it's very hard to do that when stuff gets taken away from you and you get your sores and you don't look well and everything dies around you. Um, yeah, that's sort of a, a very hard path to walk well, I, I, I look at yeah. that I look at that book for uh, specifically for believers who believe who have this myth, mythos that they're untouchable because they're with God here's a man that was with God and did everything right 
So, I mean, and I look at that as an ex a perfect example of what I've just said to you, that just because you are on this planet, just because you're facing God, doesn't mean you're not going to have some kind of, some kind of uh, uh, life challenge. And he had it all. He had everything taken away from him. And then on top of that, he was afflicted because there was two challenges that, that Lucifer uh, uh, pointed to God. First one, and, and, and if you look at that correctly, God was the one that initiated the challenge. See my servant Job. See my servant yes. Job. Okay, so yep. when he said, "Go ahead and touch touch him, but don't hurt, don't touch everything around him, but don't hurt him," took everything away from him. The second one is says, exactly. says, flesh, "Flesh for flesh, all a man will have, give for his flesh." He said, "All right, you can touch, don't kill him." And so, so and again, now you're proving. <laughs> no, no, no. Now you're again, proving. No, again. Now I'm you're proving. Saying, my... No, I'm not proving your point. I'm still supporting mine. He was afflicted, even though he was with God. Okay, and that's where hold you on, hold on, hold on. You're saying he was with God, but a moment ago you said, "Look here is my servant Job," and calling well, somebody he, your servant okay, we, is not your not, equal. No, no, aren't we not his servants as well? Again, that's just a terminology. You can deal that. You can again in the context of semantics. You want to go into semantics. He's still part of God. He's still with God. But then you would also have to say that when G, when God said, "This is my weren't beloved the, son," weren't the, weren't the seventy that went out with Jesus for Jesus weren't they his servants? Okay, so oh, again, absolutely. All right, we're so all his servants. All right, there you go. That's my point. So it doesn't matter whether you're <laughs> with God or not. It doesn't matter if you're with God or not. Okay, you can still be afflicted. And that's what happened to Job. Even though I and completely the, agree. The whole, the whole point of that exercise, I think, was for believers, every believer, that just because you think you're with God or have God in your life doesn't mean you're not going to suffer some kind of bullshit. That's just life. Yeah, that's just life. So, again, I, I don't get caught up on um, these things too much because, again, sometimes people get offended, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but it's a matter of observation. It's a matter of observation, really, and where you're at in your growth in, in your faith. That's how I look at a lot of these things. Some people have that because a lot of them are immature, and they have this idea that, oh, I'm with Jesus. Nothing can touch me. You know, until they get run over by a car, and then they say, well, "Jesus, what happened? I was with you." You know that kind of stuff. So, you know, things are going. Things in life are going to happen. But I believe in all, in all, essence, at the end of it all, with Job, he got, he began to realize that again, what was really going on and what had transpired. And at the end, God rewarded him double everything he had. So, because of his faithfulness. So, the my point here on the on and again, what's going on today. Afflictions are happening to everybody across the planet with this nano because I get the calls and I get the emails. You have no idea how many people from New Zealand have contacted me, from Australia and from South Africa and Asia, even in Japan and other places, you know, uh, Caribbean, South America, all across U.S. and Canada, Europe. So this, is, this has been a plague that's been released on mankind. And again, it's designed to wake everybody up or to bring back everybody back to God. That's how I'm seeing it. I, th I think you're right. Yes, absolutely. I think the only little point that we um, may differ on is that very, very narrow threading of a needle. Um, in in the Hebrew, um, it it was not a camel; it was a rope trying to get a rope through um, the eye of a needle. And that little thing that we are um, not agreeing on is um, is how the the Holy Spirit is sort of the modem to to God. And okay, I, I'm somebody saying that just, somebody I'm, just somebody yeah. just wrote something. Let me interrupt just for one second. Was Paul mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit? 
the Holy Spirit was with him at times. Okay. Yes, not his whole okay. life for sure. No, well, I mean, in the beginning when he was persecuting Christians, obviously he wasn't with them then. But after he converted to Christ and saw that who Jesus was, after Jesus said, "Why thou dost persecute me?" Now, question I have to ask you: Okay, if he was with the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit was with him, depending on how you want to phrase it. Okay, and again, no, no semantic aspect there. Why was he whipped? Why was he stoned? Why was he killed and brought back to life? You see, this, this is my point here. You still be with the Holy Spirit and still suffer. Okay. And the more you are doing the work of God, look, Jesus himself was with the, the Holy Spirit was with Jesus. Look what he had to endure, the cross. Absolutely. So again, so this is my point. You know, whether you're whether the Holy Spirit is with you or not does not mean you will not suffer, doesn't mean you will not be afflicted, and does not mean that you cannot be uh, subjected to some kind of tech like where we are today. So I, I'm trying to point that out and present that to you in that re reflection. Again, if Paul was with the Holy, I look at John. John was blinded. Now, was he was the Holy Spirit with John? You know, and then when he was blinded, what happened? He saw the vision of Revel the Book of Revelations that we have today it was written by a blind man. So again, was the Holy Spirit with him because he went blind, or was the or was the Holy Spirit not there and he went blind because of some you know whatever? See again, this is where you're again you're saying we're threading the eye of a needle. Well, again, there's depending on who you're reading, it is a camel, and the camel would have to kneel down to crawl through the eye. That's another <laughs> another perspective of that, and, and that hap they do do that. So, but again. Looking at these two men of God, even Peter, who was, you know, the, the head disciple, he was executed upside down on the cross. So, again, the Holy Spirit was with him, too. So, my, again, my point, my argument with you would be this very simply. People do suffer. People will get afflicted. People will find themselves in compromised situations. Again, I do believe that God is putting people situations god talks about in, even in the old testament that he would bring evil upon the land and he does he doesn't always he doesn't always walk around with a smile you know and bouncing a yo-yo off his finger he does cause problems to create a solution so i do think that's even among the christian faith today or i shouldn't say christian because most today aren't really christ-like most believers today I would think that's the reason why a lot of things are happening to get everybody to break away from this matrix it says come out of her my people so i think this is what's going on as well that this the situations that are occurring are again to drive people out of this system and to form another one or to get ready for another one eat however way you want to look at that one i agree we're going to another system i think we agree on 99.9 uh, percent .9%, brother yeah no, that's, that's fine. Yeah, like I said, I'm not here to argue with anybody. I mean, again, I always, I look at everything as a matter of perspective and perception. And depending where you are in your growth is going to determine how you interpret what you see or read. And I, and I get that. You know. Anyway, listen, I got to cut you loose because I got I got a show to do yet. And <laughs> and I'm grateful for your call. I, I thank you for your calling in. So I actually made the show and we got a lot of people responding in the chat room so it's pretty good very good i'll send you a little quote from a, um, a well-known uh, psychiatrist called carl gustav jung he had an interesting to say also uh, many okay. people have interesting things to say and thank you for taking my call and um, love to everybody who's listening and study you know study it's a beautiful thing yeah thanks all right you have a good day eh? Bye. okay cool
Now, how does this work here? Uh, okay, just gonna, there we go. All righty, we had a good conversation there. Hopefully, you got something out of it. Hopefully, you know, some of you have a different perspective or different um, a different point of view. That's okay, too. I don't have a problem with anybody having a different point of view. We all learn from our, our exchanges. If they're, again, positive or negative, we all learn something from it. Uh, so, and again, um, it's an, it's another point of view, another perspective, you know. So, and again, like he's saying, for the most part, we did agree on a lot of things. We all were basically showing that we do see, we're seeing, we're seeing at least 99.9% .9 of what we should be seeing and again that's all depending on where we're at and how and where we're, we're growing so anyway um tonight's show is going to be a little bit out there again as per usual um the um 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 yeah so again let me get to the let me get to it give me one second here um oop, roll one What's on that? Okay. Oh, didn't even open it up. All righty. Give me a second. All righty. Let me get going here. Okay. I, I put a formula out there. I'm going to start from the up and go up. Um, I did put a formula on there, and I put a link there for everyone to look at on the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and parasitic acid. Now, I don't necessarily agree that it's going to stop the spike protein, on one end but i do think it will have hey kimberlina made it good uh i do have a, a perspective that it can disrupt the spike protein if if the spike protein is being connected to a some kind of carbon tech whether it be c60 whether it be uh graphene graphite black carbon or carbon C125, carbon C50, or C125, carbon C50, if there's, or even just natural sugar. If there is a carbon binding to that protein, the parasitic acid or peroxyacetic acid, which is a combination of the vinegar and the peroxide, will make a difference. It'll break those bonds. And by breaking the bond, it may stop the inter interconnectivity of the operating systems of the nano, nano and the protein or the biology. And at the same time, if you're using some kind of spike or surge um, in regarding to disengagement of the protein program, we may be able to eliminate any kind of, of infection that may be jumping from host to host to host. Okay? Because this is how the pandemic is spreading. Because these people took a bioweapon, inserted into them, and what winds up happening with the Bluetooth technologies allow is able to trans or amplify the transmission of these bioweapons that have been inserted into people. So again, when you're looking at what to do, a lot of you do not have a lot of money. I get it. You're broke. The system has, you know, cost you your job or cost you your business. I get it. 
But this is something inexpensive that you can take a clear base vinegar, acetic acid, and be read what's in your components. If you're ordering something on uh, Amazon or, or eBay or Alibaba or wherever you're ordering your shit from, uh, re, if the components are not listed on the product or the components have things in them that you're not familiar before you buy them, if they're not listed, forget it. Don't even take the chance. Or, or send them a query about what is in the product. Secondly, if uh, they have ingredients in the products that you're not aware of, look them up. Look them up. Don't just throw your money away. Okay, you unless you're rich and you can you can you know burn one hundred dollar bills as a as a as a match for lighting a cigar or a pipe. Again. Um, do not waste your money. Um, uh, the the peroxycytic acid will be in today's show in the email. So the, the form was already there. So it will be, again, when you get the email for the show today, the formation of it, the, the formula. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, uh, and also the same, the same thing that I'm talking about may also um, help those of you with herpes. And I'm talking about the genital herpes. My, my speculation on herpes has been that this has always been an operating system. Because I, I always found it ironic, this operating system always activates at the fourth week of every month of a woman's cycle or of a man's cycle because men do go into a, uh, a, a cycle as well. And every fourth week, this thing decides to inflame itself and make itself known. Hey, I'm remember me. Okay. Um, uh, uh, so when we're looking at that, because of the way the peroxyacetic or peracetic acid works, it may disengage it. If the operating system that they put in, they release, again, it was transferred through either sexual contact or maybe even in food. This is one thing we've never looked at. Everyone thought that the herpes was a, was a STD. But what if the herpes was put in the food supply and those that were susceptible to it got, got infected with it? You know? What's the, what's the number one food in the world today? What do you eat? Bread. Bread. Some form of bread. Bread, rice, cereal, grains, rye, barley, oat, you know, quinoa, buckwheat, uh, millet. Everyone eats, eats some form of bread. What would be the, um, that would be the easiest form of putting a bioweapon into the food supply. Uh, the uh, in regarding to the um, infection, because it seems pretty odd to me, don't you think that? Okay, if you got gonorrhea or you got syphilis, and if you remember your high school biology, that syphilis and gonorrhea could kill you if it was left unchallenged. 
if you didn't deal with it, if you didn't get the antibiotics into you and all these other things, you know, that it would kill you. That means that the viral load was increasing and, uh, again, uh, dominating the immune system. You know, um, so question, Tony, how many meters of loudspeaker wire do you need for making the spike? It depends how big your spool is. Okay, I got a three-inch spool, so it takes, oh, well, I got probably about uh, about a meter, meter and a half that I use. I mean, you can make this as long and as short as you want, but I like it so that if I got my coil, I can put it on a chair or on a table or, or somewhere away, and I can sit in front of my computer and, again, spike myself while I'm even sitting here even doing a show or doing my work. So, again, depending on how, how um, far away you want it, you know. Uh, Tony, do we need to drink the solution then spike? I would suggest if you do that, you may get more results. Uh, what I noticed since I started doing this, when I press the stuff out of my skin, the, the fullerenes that are coming out are completely fragmented. The bits and pieces. I have pulled out long strands of fullerenes out of my skin as well. I have, uh, using the spike with the bucket, bucket method that I've developed, because I, I got another one now that I put out there, and I have to. I got to film it and show everybody, and and, and then post it. Um, one you can see because you got a, one leg in each bucket. You can actually see what's coming out of each leg. And what I've seen, this, for instance, on my right, like I see these long, extended, fullerene assemblies, and on the left side, I see all these particles. You know, whether they be uh, metallic material, some of it be aluminum, titanium, some of it might be mercury. You know. Um, Again, when we've had our teeth fixed or they removed the mercury filling, some of that got through. So, again, um, can you detox Paxlovid? It was given to, uh, to Uncle with what can you uh, take for energy? I'd have to see what Paxlovid is, the components of it. Uh, if it's just a drug, you should be able to pull that out with something like sodium thiosulfate. You know, and again, depending where it cleaves to or where it where it binds to, uh, what can you do for energy? Well, you can buy a battery and put it in your flashlight. You'll have energy if you want to do it that way. Or to talk about physical energy, uh, again, support your adrenals. B5, vitamin A, vitamin C, uh, B1. These are things that support energy. CQ10, um, zinc. And manganese in low dose that again supplies the mitochondria. So again, use preferably a chloride form of it. So there's uh, you can use adaptogens like uh, Siberian ginseng, Korean ginseng. If you're fat and you're already low in energy, that has a dual sword. It'll give you a spike, but then burn you out faster. So that should be taken with B5. All adaptogens should be taken with vitamin B5 at least. So how many times did you get sick from COVID, aka radiation? None. Never got sick at all. I never got anything. You know, I got around stupid people. I never, I never, never made it a point to associate that long with people um, um, that were injected. You know, uh, so I never got anything. I had people coming into my shop when they got these jabs. I was hugging everybody pretty much. Well, most people I was hugging weren't people that had the jab. Sometimes I did. Sometimes I shook their hand too. Never had a problem, you know. But then again, you know, that could be attributed to a lot of different things. You know, God didn't want me to get sick. <laughs> so, plus all the things I was taking, 
And because I had already been infected with a nano poisoning, I had already, had already been um, removing that for over a decade. So that had a lot to do with my immune system being on the high side. Um, no, not a quarter. Don't drink one quarter cup. Come on. Are you, are you seriously thinking this way? You make, you can make it a quarter cup of each, but then you use drop amounts. We said that even on the last show. Use drop amounts. You know, unless you're going to put that in a bath or put put that amount in a uh, humidifier. But if you're going to drink something like that, well, you know, nice knowing you. <laughs> we'll see. You, we'll see you on the other side. Uh, how much SCS is, is in drinking water? You would take one teaspoon a day, do it for a four-week interval, combine it with vitamin C, so it can actually increase the glutathione levels in the liver. Uh, and for the vitamin C to protect the liver because of the amount of d uh, detox that goes on with this stuff. So, yeah, I would probably be taking a teaspoon a day. Normally do it for no longer than four weeks. And if you can't do it because of work or whatever, then do it on the weekend. Start Friday and finish Sunday and then repeat the following weekend. It will have a, it will have a redu reducing effect. Okay. Uh, I have two of... 18 centimeter spools, 18 centimeter spools, uh, two and a half inch. Hmm. Okay. Well, again, figure out how long you want it and want your length and then just wrap it up to that, to that level. That would be the easiest way to do it. Toys web works fine, uh, in a browser, but if you open it with a cell phone, it will say it's down. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay. Um, all righty. So anyhow, let me read the formula to you, uh, so that you have it. So you, again, you understand it now, again, I'm sending you this out again in an email, copy and paste it. You can see the study where I'm getting this from. There was actually a bunch of them I was looking at with the parasitic acid. I, I, you know what, this I think works better than hydrochloroquine or the Invermectin. Based on what I'm reading here and how I'm seeing it work, it would be if everybody had been taking this stuff, they wouldn't have got, or if they had been sick, had gotten a flu, this should this would have worked. Like I said, even with the herpes thing, I think this would go a long way. And then taking again supplements like lysine and zinc and copper uh, to further hit it from another angle, uh, you may see this have a very positive effect in removing this. I know, like I said in one show, we applied two triangles on a woman that had this going on and it shut down the any any uh, outbreak for three months just from one application. So it, it had led me, because I had a theory that this was not really a pathology, but rather an operating system or program. And I think we have to look at every pathology today as an operating system or as a program. That's how I think we have to look at everything today. So, uh, you know, I, um, because I don't believe since probably since the sixties or the seventies that anything that has been, that has come down the pipe was anything but a lab made, uh, synthetic. And this is why I say today that when we're dealing with these pathologies today, I think we have to look at them from a synthetic bio biology, not a patholo pathological biology that, uh, happened in creation you know that oh we have this outbreak because we've had this effect in the in the environment and it's caused these problems that 
can amplify the problem problem if they release the stuff in the environment. That's what, I, what I'm looking at, okay? Using the parasitic solution in conjunction with spike or surge or even a high static discharge or high voltage spike should disengage any transference uh, and the disengaging the proteins that may be binding with the carbon materials. Um, this way you're, you're disengaging both the genetic and the nano effects. Again, those who have been violated by the bioweapon only use the solution. Do not use the tech or any tech perpetrating uh, terahertz. They can cause, uh, through a shockwave effect, an ampl amplification of the frequency and can expand the network. And when you make it, make a one-to-one -one solution of vinegar and peroxide. Make sure and add water of equal volume of the two mixes. So example, if you took three ounces of peroxide and three ounces of acetic acid, uh, plain clear vinegar, because I asked somebody asked me about uh, or whatever, uh, would be six ounces of the combination. Then you would need six ounces of distilled or reverse osmosis water. Okay, that's what, then then you'll get and then you and then apply to a glass of water. You decide the volume suggests three to six ounces, ten to twenty drops, and then either spike or surge afterwards to release what was discharged. For those who have been violated with the bioweapon, use the solution before bed and throughout the day. Uh, leave a time frame away from food or other minerals like iron or cobalt or copper for at least one to two hours. The reason why, because it's a high oxid oxidator, it can cause, for instance, the iron to become rust in the gut. Okay. Hey, Tony, recently made the anti-nano bucket. I noticed that the bucket seems to emit a... Um, Steady field, but it does not pulse. Okay, did you add the S? Did you add the uh, LL five five two um, signal uh, signal uh, um, car signal? You have to add that to it. Some of the uh, power supplies had a cutoff. That's why it would pulse. Now, if it doesn't pulse, we just got running a coil through there. If you don't put that LL five five two in the circuit, you're going to burn out your power supply. So yeah, you will get a you will get a magnetic field, but you're not getting a pulse field, and that's what you need. You need a pulse field. So uh, where where are you located, autonomous? Where's your location? Uh, how can I fix the neck pain I get whenever they raise the frequencies? I feel that I have graphene in my neck area. Essential oil, olive oil. Well, uh, you got more than graphene there. You know, you guys got to get past this idea that you only have graphene and graphene is the main bad guy there. This, to me, is ludicrous. Got over, you know, quadrillions of nanites in the atmosphere. And you got chemtrails that are dumping nanometals on you and have been for the last, what, 20, 25 years, if not longer. And you're thinking it's just graphene. I think that's a little bit ludicrous. So again, you may need to you may need to use a chelating agent to remove the other metals that are there that have been accumulating in your body through diet and breathing and drinking. Uh, you can try um, wearing a copper shield around your head and grounding that to again uh, dispel it. You may start may want to use a grounding sheet of aluminum and stand with both feet on it to discharge your body of any excess buildup. You may want to start using the bucket or the triangle to, again, remove some of the uh, 
the nanotechnology that's already in your system. These are suggestions you may want to look at. Did you say one drop in water or dropper? You need, okay, when you make, okay, the information is going to be on the email. So if you're on the email list, you're going to get the whole thing. The whole thing is listed for you what to do. But you're making a solution and then using dropper amounts, 10 to 20 drops in water. Clear up gentle herpes and two applications by warming and dissolving BHC in it. Yeah, that could work. That could help too. Uh, one or two drops. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> what are you guys smoking out there today? How come I'm not getting any of this? <laughs> Read the email. Read the email. It'd be a lot easier for you. I was on Tony's website earlier and it works with my cell phone. Okay. Uh, homegrown. Okay. Uh, I sent you an email to be added to your email, but you didn't report. I really want to be on. Okay. Who? Okay. I may not have gotten your email. Try that. Are you sending it to Independence? Where are you sending the um, uh, email? Uh, Hi, Tony. Drinking sparkling water has carbon dioxide. Is okay. Um, it may, may or may not be. I think it all depends. Um, the uh, I'm not sure why they put the carbon in there. Well, you can you can if you let the water sit, it, the carbon should diffuse out of the water. And usually, they use that kind of drinking for um, uh, that kind of water, and they're making drinks to give it a bubbly effect or a carbonated effect. Um, if you want to make pop out of that, all you need to do is get buy go to any ethnic market and buy ginger powdered ginger put it in there remove half of the water because it'll bubble up you got ginger ale then at that point but not you know what i again i wouldn't drink that kind of water i don't personally i prefer the distilled or ro because it's clean uh a lot of those carbonated waters are basically tap water they may say it's spring water or whatever but that spring waters that are selling today in the store is basically tap water um so hold on uh uh tony you're located in cal okay go to um if you're located in california either go to an auto parts shop i don't know if you have AutoZone there or right but any auto parts shop should carry um uh should carry the l look type in ll552 signal flasher they should all carry it. it'll be in a, like an aluminum casing it will have uh, printed in red the ll552 on it usually about eight bucks Okay, here they're eight bucks. So I mean, I'm California's usually your, your prices are like ours here, so overpriced and undervalued. Uh, but go there and pick that up, and then what you do is hook it into the circuit. So basically, you'll hook one side directly to the bucket, the power supply to the bucket, and the other side you'll hook the power supply to one of the prongs on one side of the LL552, and then the bucket to the other prong, and make sure the clips do not touch. And you should then, when you put it on, you should get it. If you hold a magnet inside the bucket, you should see the magnet pulse. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're going to need that. Uh, yes, recently I heard on alternative media site that the government is going to start injecting. Yeah, okay. How can we identify if the meat is contaminated? How can we protect ourselves from this? I know you said that when they announced they are going to do something they already been well it may have already been going on for quite some time okay i spike my meat when i buy it and before i cook it 
that runs an electrical charge in there that should hopefully wipe out the mRNA in there. Uh, what I do see come on out of the meat when I do spike my meat is a high level of of uh, metallic material, dust, nano dust. Um, how are you going to be able to determine it? Those if they're going to label the meat or not. If they don't label the meat, you'll have no clue. And you might want to start looking for farmers and people that are selling meat that are not complying. There are some farmers who are telling the government to go F themselves. So, you know, you may want to, again, look at the um, the options that you have, you know. Uh, uh, so when we're looking at the... Um, Food you're buying. They're talking about putting antibiotics in in bees, in the queen bees, so they can spread the antibiotic effect across you know the plant base. And China now is talking about uh, inserting a bioweaponry in the mosquitoes so they can inject people. You know, so uh, making tequila. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Man, that might that might explain it. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. You know, uh, I'm Swan, Susan, the one with a lot of emails. Uh, Susan. Check, okay, I may have, I think I already put you in my my uh, thing. Did you uh, check, check your spam? You're, you may be getting the message going to your spam uh, mail. Because I had somebody else saying the same thing. And when I looked on my list, they were already listed on there. So, uh, again, check your spam. Uh, Tony, when you're pulse your meat, does the spike touch the meat or do you place it above the No, I put it right in. Okay, I got what I've done is I take a bowl. I put distilled water in the bowl. I add salt, uh, sea salt, and I put borax in there. Uh, sometimes I'll even put TSP in there because these are all salt. I'll dissolve that in the water. I'll put my meat in there. Then I'm on one side of the bowl, I clip uh, one of my pads, and the other side of the bowl, I clip another another pad. Now the, now, the spike I'm using is a little bit more modified. Instead of using speaker wire, I, I used uh, magnetic wire. And so I got a higher pulse. So when I put my hand in there, I can feel it pulsing. I can feel the charge going through my hand. So I'll leave it sit there for about an hour. And usually within 15 minutes, the, the surface of the water looks like shit, literally. I got all kinds of crap up there, you know, metallic material. And then after about... Uh, after about an hour, hour and a half, you see all kinds of, you know, things from outer space kind of thing. Um, the, I did, I bought some veal that was grain fed and I actually had it pulse for about five hours. I did it for like two hours, one day, three hours the next. And by the time I got to the meat, what happened was, uh, even after an hour, you'll see this hour and a half. All the meat that you're buying at the grocery store has a red dye to it. And for some reason, it all gravitates to the bottom of the bowl. It, it, it's really, so your meat will have a gray look when it's done. And uh, after five hours, there was so much shit that came out. There was a cluster of um, nanobots that actually was released from the meat. Um, Montana, stnews.com, propose and will taint National meat sources by local. Yep, definitely. Definitely, definitely. They started vaccinating the bees, uh, uh, deers, and elk in Texas last year, according to Ice Age Farmer. Okay. Well, what they're trying to do is they're trying to restrict the food supply. I got something today 
in the link about fish. Eating fish is the equivalent of drinking a month's worth of polluted water. You know, uh, so again, um, they are going to the whole food chain, whether it's in the oceans, whether it's in the land, whether it's in the air, you know, they are trying to make sure that you're not going to have a clean food supply. What can I do to relieve fiery lower back pain? I used to have a fire, fiery left upper leg when I got away. When I got away with sur uh, surging me uh, with my bike and swimming in the sea. When I got away with surging me. Okay, I'm not sure what you're saying there. Okay, fiery lower back pain. That sounds like myelin sheet damage. Um, you might want to try using wheat germ oil. Uh, you may want to start using some kind of analgesic. We have a, there's a formula on the, um, in the YouTube that I gave a guy that had back surgery that seemed to take the, the pain away, but it sounds like you, you got to do a couple things here. You got to repair the myelin sheet for whatever reason you have myelin, it sounds like myelin breakdown. And you need to, again, to kill the pain. So there's an analgesic formula on the YouTube channel. We're using a um, pineapple some uh, turmeric, some red pepper or paprika, um, and some uh, bioflavonoid. And when you combine it together and you take, uh, take a shot of this, it seems to do wonders for, uh, again, serious back issues or, or serious pain issues. Okay, so you may want to try that. Um, hey, I got caught up here. Oh, okay, let me get to the show. Let me get back to the show. <laughs> Oop, wrong thing. All right, where are we at here? All right, so you got that about the parasitic. Um, okay, if you're flying to certain countries coming into the United States, they're going to expect you to be fumigated. They're going to fumigate the inside. And so there's a link here for that as well um, in regarding to um, what they're planning on doing. Uh, so again, be aware of the fact that, they, again, when they, through the fumigation process, you never know. You may be breathing in some kind of um, uh, some kind of bioweaponry. Again, you know. I guess. Okay. The um, this is again. They're not going to leave you. There's not. There's no place they're going to allow you to not be assaulted. So. I imagine that buses, like if you're traveling, traveling a Greyhound or whatever you're using, they eventually may do the same thing there. If they're not doing it, maybe you're on a train, same idea. They're going to spray you. So if you go from province to province, state to state, they're going to try to inflict some kind of, uh, of uh, nanochemistry. Let's call these things what they are now, nanochemistry. Okay. Uh, Fire Medic 8, there's a link there on focus beam energy. Do you feel it? Um, yes, A. Um, uh, uh, Mel B. The Light Sink, and we're looking at the planet, and what was going on in the planet was alarming. Um, uh, and I think everybody should take a look at this because a lot of you that contact me about pain, a lot of that pain is a direct result of the load of nano particles of nanopoison you already are carrying in your body and you're making yourself uh, 
uh, available. Again, no, 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 um, not your fault. I mean, nobody asks to have nanites in the air to, so to come down so we can breathe them in so that they can try their assembly on us. Uh, nobody asks for nanites to be put in our food supply like nano silver. Nobody asks to be poisoned, right? So, again, when we're looking at your, um, uh, you know, uh, so again, when we're looking at all that we're being exposed to, um, um, yeah, a lot of this is coming from microwave. Okay. Everybody's not, it has to start thinking in 2023, the weapon of choice today is a silent weapon. And those are weapons that are being directed at everybody, everybody and anybody, you know. And if you got a big mouth, you're going to get hit more. <laughs> you know, you say, well, the government's an asshole. You're going to get shot at, you know, that kind of thing. So, again, this is where, this is why I, you know, I've shared with everybody how to make the bucket, how to make the triangle, how to make the surgeon purge, how to make the spike, how to make these mesh guards that you can put on your head, how to make these mesh materials that you can wear as a poncho how to make grounding straps. All that was done to show you what to do to protect yourself, you know, and how to protect yourself. So again, you know, when we're looking at a lot of this stuff, okay, you're going to have to start doing things a little differently. And you got to start thinking a little differently. Okay, when it, giving that pyrocetic acid is going to do wonders for a lot of you as far as your pain goes, because if it breaks down the carbon bonds that are, again, being utilized by this technology because you got to remember nanotechnology loves carbon it uses the sugars in your body to accelerate its its uh, construction it uses the protein in your body to to accelerate the construction yeah you know, so you got to that's the thing you got to expunge out of your system the more you expunge the less the less receptive you are and in fact, what winds up happening is the more uh, the more your immune system becomes gets back online, because you got your, your immune system a chance to take a breather and to again recalibrate itself. Tony, I know you're very familiar with chemtrails. It's unbelievable the amount of jets going uh, in the last few days. It's concerning. I know they are uh, literally fumigating, but is there something that they are hiding in our skies as well? Yeah, for sure. When I see the overcast going on, it makes me wonder what UFO or what, and I, what I mean by UFO, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the little green men. Uh, some of the UFOs up there are what our military industrial complex has developed over decades. They're flying above us. And you don't even know what, and again, it doesn't have to be a flying saucer. I've seen rectangular shaped images just here where I'm at that are up there and you and they're in stealth mode. And the only reason you can see them is because the way the clouds form around them, you can see this rectangular image just standing straight out. Now, and if you don't know what you're looking for, or you don't know, uh, you don't know this thing's going on, you won't, you won't pay it. You'll see it. You just won't think anything about it. It's, it's, it's very well camouflaged. So, um, who knows what they're up there doing and who knows what they're up there, uh, uh, releasing. We don't find these things out to like five or 10 years after the fact. That's the unfortunate reality. 
And we don't really know what experiments are going on up there. We have no idea what kind of weaponry they have up there. We know it's advanced. We know they can target you with, with the, the technology, with the frequency technologies. You know, I'm, I've been talking 6G. It's taken four years for everybody just to start listening to 4G, and still people are stuck on 5G. Now we're at, we're at going at 7G. People are slow to catch up. That's the, the reality of it all. And so by the time you get caught up, you are so badly beat, beaten up by what you've been by what you don't know. Now you have to undo what has been done. Tony, losing weight does it help the body uh, losing some of the nanos? I am wondering. Well, the less mass you have, the less your body has to work. If you don't disengage the operating system, like I've been saying, and again, you need to start thinking in terms of operating systems. You guys are still thinking the tiny little metallic materials that you know uh, congregate and form heavy metal poisoning. Well, the reason it's congregating because it's an operating system that, that that does this. So if you don't start thinking in operating system, you're not gonna you're not gonna move it. What you might move might be what hasn't been completely integrated might still be in the in a uh, phase of construction but you know you still have to disengage the operating systems if you don't do that basically you're pissing in the wind and, and i've said that many a time okay we have had one normal cloud formation this past week without the chemtrails being sprayed before it, it's uh formed uh well it could be hard frequencies it could be Elon Musk satellites, you know. When you look at uh, the thing I just said about Fire Medic, you know, um, focus energy beam. When you take a look at that, that um, when you take a look at that, then you can tell me what you think. Okay, this is going on all over the world. Okay, this is going on all over the planet. And there's another map that you can look at just for North America, and you can see how much of the United States is being blasted with frequency. Yesterday, um, we were looking at Ontario. There was a there was some sort of weather pattern coming from Michigan going through Ontario, and when we blew it up, when we blew it up, magnified the the, uh, the vision, you could see the waves in the cloud, and you can see the waves are coming in from the northeast and from the northwest and it formed this this corridor for the cloud pattern to fly through or for this weather pattern to fly through and whenever they're playing with that kind of frequencies man oh man oh man um you feel it you gotta rock your socks we we have to be uh melby delight lives about two hours from me she's she's uh northeast of me and i'm down here in the southwest and uh yesterday we had going on and i asked her if she was seeing the same thing up where she was at she was she actually they had actual rain going on we hadn't had that yet but we get we get bombed here she's getting it worse than i am because she's closer to toronto i'm getting the shit from michigan that comes across so like where we're at we're getting like i said we're getting pooched uh right here the particular acid drink is great for weight loss yeah it should be um I do wonder if the particle sprayed are causing a vapor. Yeah, they would. Or is this a natural? No, it would cause a vapor. Uh, some metals, again, 
can hold the cold, and some metals can be heated up with a microwave. So when you get hot and cold uh, mixtures, you'll get dismissed. And I, I'm thinking, again, this is speculation, so I can't say, thus say it, the Lord, or the fact. But I'm speculating that they're already seeing the next wave of outbreak with, nano, with a nanotechnology in the air right now. Because when you go outside and you're, breathe, and you're walking into this misty shit that they're putting out there, uh, I, I have felt it. Other people have told me that they feel this so, sort of uh, burning sensation in the respiratory tract. So, um, all righty. Um, you are anyone, if you are anyone questions, you can always mail to, okay, there we go. Um, what salt do you recommend for the bucket? Epsom salt, any salt, sea salt. Salt is uh, an, uh, an expunger. So yeah, anything like that. Use, you can use borax if you want. Borax, I use borax and baking soda sometimes to help expunge the uh, radiation out of my lower extremities. Um, uh, so, okay. One more question about the bucket. I accidentally cut off that, cut off the, I actually cut off the no, that no on the charger, not the end. Uh, that plug is into the laptop, but the other end, a knob, which I learned is uh, ferrite. I don't know. No, it won't. Now, are you talking about that, like, that round cylindrical um, uh, protrusion? When you get past the power supply, you got about an inch or two, and you got that cylinder, and then you got that wire that goes from that. If you cut that off, no big deal. It isn't going to affect the. Uh, this is not going to affect the power supply. It should it should still work good. Just make sure that the, the wires do not touch. You know, make sure there's no short. You should see. You should be okay. Um, alrighty. Wow. The um, let me get back to this. All right. Um, okay. I've been talking about terahertz waves as well, and there's a link here that you're going to find. It's going to help a lot of you. Now, if you read these links, and then you're asking me a question about xyz my question will be to you at this point how do you think you know how do you read how do you interpret because the biggest problem the biggest questions i get on the in, on the internet on the email is well they heard so and so and they heard so and so and they heard such and such and they heard such and such and they're listening to my shows and they're not even looking at the links so when I put these links out there for everybody so that you read them, so that you can see, so you don't get deceived and maneuvered and manipulated. Now, how you determine whether or not, or how you interpret whether or not what you're reading is real or not, that's up to you to further expand your research. Okay. A lot of products are out there today are being propagated safe and effective and so forth and so on. But then when you start looking at the research, what you're looking at is commercial research. Commercial research means I'm going to sell you a product based on some research that I have either manipulated or have, and they'll show you lab studies and pictures of this and pictures of that, which means nothing. Okay, that's the marketing game in the health food industry to make things look scientific. Some things are, and unfortunately, the reality is because some of the stuff that does really work and does have a scientific back form behind it, 
are being clouded over by dece deceivers and weavers and marketeers. So they'll take even some of their research of what they've done. That's happened with me. That's happened with uh, even Brian. You know, that's happened to us even, where they've taken our research and they've blown it completely out of proportion. And uh, they've used that to manipulate the general population. So you, so when I'm showing you this research on anything and you read it and then you see an ad come across the internet or you somebody, you go to a health food store and say, hey, you see this, you look at this, they're selling you based on a commercial, a commercialized research that they have developed, that they have manip manipulated, that they have maneuvered. And you'll always hear um, testimonials testimonials can be copied and pasted on any site. Okay. That's doesn't mean anything either. When I see a testimonial and then you look at some of these testimonials and you, and you, before long you start looking at them and you'll see the same pattern, the same, um, the same theme or the same actual, the same uh, written part of this. You got to start questioning yourself on this and say, well, what the hell? Is this, I read this somewhere else, you know. So like I said, it's not coincidental that you see sometimes a lot of the testimonies being the same. So do the research. Do not just rely on any guru. Don't even rely on me. I'm presenting what I'm seeing based on what I've experienced. Excuse me, based on what I dealt with in this nanobiotech. And again, uh, having worked with it for so long and seeing some of the results and seeing some of the results that some of the people have had after we told them not to use a certain technology and they've used it anyway and then wound up suffering immensely and some of them have died from it. Uh, these are reasons why I give you the warnings I'm giving you and this is the reason why I'm telling you to look at this stuff with, with, you know, uh, with clear eyes. Hey, so everyone made in everyone. Oh, hey, so everyone made it in time. Fixed for the last three minutes. Work the tonight. Hope everyone as well. Okay. Um, so again, pay attention to re the research that's out there, and even the research that's out there needs to be scrutinized. You need to start to think. Now, when I read this article, they were talking about the spike protein, and again, I didn't buy into the fact that it would break the spike protein, not directly anyway. The more I thought about it, I said, okay, I mean, if there is a carbon bond connected to the technology, it should, if it breaks the bond and it breaks the network connected to the pro, to the uh, genetics or the protein or the peptides, they are no longer capable, they will no longer be able to uh, communicate with each other, then the possibility of that happening could happen. So I had to sort of retract what I thought based on, again, after looking at it again. So um, we're looking at the... Um, we're looking at the tech now. And again, I wouldn't use the, the tech on somebody who's been injected because, again, there's too many unpredictable, unpredictable variables that are that are there. And they actually may kill somebody. It may actually hyperaccelerate the operating system and it may cause, cause the uh, a surging of the, um, of the tech to become more predominant in a person because... If they've had these injections in their systems for, again, almost three years, if they're still alive, if they haven't dropped dead, um, 
then anything you do get a volatility. You know, like I said, the one theory that I have had on this, and again, I have to say it's speculation because, again, I've never done anything with it because I don't have that kind of equipment where you would take an MRI, put somebody in there, and then hit them with a high-powered ultraviolet light that could could permeate through the, through the tissue. At that point, it can do whatever it wants because you've locked down the nano component it cannot, cannot respond. It cannot communicate. In fact, you may be erasing the operation of that, and then you're targeting the D at the same time, erasing its operating system. So that theoretically may work, and then again, it may not. Don't know. Hard to find healthy water drink around me anymore. What do you prefer? I only use distilled or, um, or reverse osmosis. But somebody sent me a video with um, distilled water, and it does contain nano in it. Now, the, re the research on it states that it will remove about 95% of it. So you may have to, again, you may want to spike your water, put an electrical charge through your water, and maybe ionize it afterwards to further erase the operating system so that it can no, can't affect you. RO systems are about the same. They say they can uh, remove about 95% of the nano. So those are about the two cleanest sources of water. And there will be always be some ridiculous argument that it's a, it'll strip minerals out of your body. I have been drinking that stuff for over 25 years and still and I've never seen anything remove anything. Okay. And if you look and water should be a little bit on the acidic side because the water acts as an activator. So in in creation, in plant life, when you see distilled water hitting rain is distilled water, the dew of heaven is distilled water. When it hits the plants or hits the elements in the ground, it activates the, the, uh, the minerals so that they will break down and be absorbed by the plants. So I don't see a problem with it, you know. But again, commercial, commercialized research would have you believe otherwise. Um, um, okay, so she's talking to be light. Okay, cool. Um, uh, must be say why they say med. You know, I don't know if they do or not. To be honest with you, um, I'm not sure how strong the, the magnetic field is. But in order to stop that that communication network between the biology and the nanotech, it has to be pretty intense, because and even the ultraviolet uh, penetration, it would have to be pretty intense, because it has to be able to permeate and penetrate the skin and then target the DNA. The only thing I don't know, again. I haven't had seen any research on it yet, uh, because when they're when they're cloning, they take the egg and wipe out the genetic code. Okay, so when they insert the genetic code of whatever they want to put in there, it takes on and replicates whatever they put in. The egg is still required, and the but the DNA they're putting in is that of the seed. So if you can erase the egg, you can erase the you can erase everything. So if you can, but the problem with that is if there's no field to stop the nano from rebooting the DNA in the in the peptide, it'll start all over again and vice versa. If you wipe out the, the nano and not the peptide, the peptide then will reboot the reboot the DNA, the uh, nanotechnology because that's how DNA repairs us. If you have one strand or one uh, 
uh, one DNA material because it's all double. Everything's in two. The second one will replicate itself based on the first one. So uh, you have to sort of hit them both at the same time. Um, you know, does anyone have a pictures of nanotechnology within us or is it all kept secret? No, it's it's out there. Geez, people have been publishing the nano nano material forever. Um, I'm sure, uh, I think FireMedic put some video out with it. Might want to check his his research. But uh, there's been lots of people who have posted what they pulled out of their bodies. You know, so it's not like it's a secret anymore. That's been going on for over a decade. Um, you'll, you, if you look hard enough, you'll find it. It's it's okay. So, all right, so we got that going on. Let's see what else is going on here. Uh, focus, okay, it was focus energy being, all right. Now there's another another supplement that can also help increase oxygen flow and has a lot of therapeutic properties in regarding to um, dealing with, again, it acts as a biocidal. It's called germanium. Now you may not have heard of it or maybe you have and you may not have seen it for a while. But you need to get the organic version of it, where they grow, where the plants extract the germanium out of the soil, or how, or how they load it up. Um, some foods do have germanium in trace amounts, like garlic and ginseng. They have it in them. Uh, aloe vera, at these, but they're in trace amounts. So when you take, there's a, this was another thing for you guys to look at. Uh, if you can buy it in bulk and, again, make your own, that's great because a lot of the stuff you may be buying today may be loaded with some form of uh, excipient that may neutralize the effect of this stuff. Uh, but it was actually a Japanese discovery way back in, the, I think, the 80s it came out, maybe the 70s. And, again, it was just an anti-aging because of the way it worked and the way it regulated the oxygen flow in the body. So you may want to look at that as well as another thing in your arsenal because whatever's coming down the pipe you have to understand that it's all going to be all going to be um yeah okay yanni has it all right uh it's all going to be dealing with your dna and i've said many a time that in today's time frame what will determine your health is how you protect your protect your genetic code Okay, how you protect your genetic code, how you protect your chromosomes, how you protect your genes. That's where your is. This is where it all goes to. Uh, germanium, uh, spell German, G E R M A N. Then add I U M at the end of it. It'll be an email. So again, everything that I'm talking to will be posted in an email. So you'll have the links all there. Okay. Uh, the study I saw was pretty extensive and pretty and pretty thorough. So that's the one I gave you. Uh, and again, you know, the things I'm showing you, you may want to download, keep in your system somewhere, uh, keep in your computer someplace. You know, you, you may want to again. Hang on to this data because that specific piece of data was very hard to locate. And the internet is being overlaid with AI operating systems to, again, cloud, cloud muddy the waters. So the reason I know about this stuff is because it was there way back 
in the ancient times where I came out of. <laughs> this stuff was actually working and they were actually looking at solutions, whereas today it's all about commercialism, you know. So you may want to look at it and you may want to see how it, it, it too has biocidal uh, effects. Uh, there you go. Germanium. Um, um, so again, we're, well, it's not the dead internet theory. They were talking back in the 80s and 90s, uh, not, not 80s, sorry, 90s and the early 2000s that they were going to break the backbone of the internet and had to start a new one. But the problem was so many people were on the internet using it to make money. It would have caused a major rippling effect on the economy. So they kind of um, they kind of slowed that down. But now what they're doing is they're leaving the internet up there, but they're now burying the data. So the real data that you need to look at, what you need to see to help to uh, improve your health or to um, to offset some of the stuff that they're releasing, you know. Uh, that's what they're covering. No, germanium is not a herb. No, germanium is an actual uh, element. Uh, you'll find that germanium is, uh, like I said, found in garlic, aloe vera, ginseng, and a host of other different things, but in trace amounts. So when you're getting the stuff that you're getting, it's extracted. So you're getting a higher a higher volume of the So germanium chemical element. Yep. Yeah, that's the organic, uh, the inorganic element. Okay, you you got to make sure you take the organic one. Another word, and I, don't, and I, when I mean organic. See, in this definition of organic, it's referring to something that's carbon-based, not the bullshit that the health food industry has propagated. Something he healthy, healthy and safe. The inorganic stuff can accumulate in the kidneys and cause kidney failure. The inorganic doesn't. So I'm sorry, the organic doesn't. So the organic, like I said, they may be extracting it from garlic, maybe extracting it from ginseng, maybe extracting it from aloe vera. They load it up in the ground, the, the plants absorb it and then convert it to so that it, it is usable by the system. And again, uh, it's transferable. It goes in, does its thing, comes out. Um, There you go. There you go. See, yeah, Fire Medic put out uh, that link. Uh, the one I was talking about is what I'm referring to. He's referencing there. So, yeah, everyone should be looking at this stuff and paying attention because these beams are affecting our genetic code. These beams are affecting our food supply. You got to understand, if they're putting nanoparticles in the food in the rain, okay, and, I've, and I've shown that uh, uh, many a time in some of the links, that the, when the rain comes down, wherever you're living, whatever part of the world you're listening to the show from, collect your rain, look under a microscope. They're trying to ban rain collecting in the United States and Canada because they were afraid that people would actually look at the rain and see what was in it. And then freak. Some things in, your, in a drop of rain are alive. You know, synthetic life, you're seeing that full on in the rain as well. That's why we have to start looking and thinking in different, different mindset today. Just about anything we're being exposed to has a synthetic bio, biology combination to it. Our bodies do not know how to deal with pathologies that have been integrated with nano and biotech. So when you get hit with it, it takes a long time, if at all. 
to develop some kind of defense. This is why, uh, again, erasing the operating systems and removing the technology and then loading your body back with the elements required to repair it uh, are important. That's why when I tell people all the time, when they can't, they got certain health issues, the first thing I tell them, no, no pasta, no rice, no cereal, no grain, no pseudo grain, no oat, no barley, no rye, no buckwheat, no millet, you know, no quinoa, none of that stuff. That stuff would all be heavily concentrated with the nanotechnology. So by eating these things, you just basically further exasperate yourself by, again, reloading. And a lot of that bread doesn't break down like you used to either. If you, again, if you follow that policy and you follow that system and you don't eat any bread whatsoever, no cereal, no donuts, no cookies, no cake, nothing. And you stay off of that even for four weeks, you'll find that your gut, if you've got any extension below your belly button, will shrink drastically. You know, by the third week, most people you see changes in their body mass and see that they've lost 10 to 15 pounds of shit that's been stored in the gut. And what they'll do is I'll eat one slice of bread and a lot of them spit it out. Their systems are now rejecting it. You know, we've, we for so long have eaten these foods that are toxic and poisonous that we've become acclimated to them, you know. And once you stop eating them and you stay off of them, when you go back to them, you wind up uh, literally saying, blech, what is this? But that's what they have gotten us accustomed to eating for so long. So the poisoning is, again, being perpetuated just to supply. You know, could you give me an idea of what you typically eat in a day? My diet is primarily fat, fat and protein. So I, I do eat a potato. I will, what I'm doing with potato, just, okay, I'll give you a little insight of what I'm doing with my potato. Um, uh, the, um, I'll take a potato, I'll peel it, slice it up, and I'm deep frying my potato. I will put in a, in a container salt water uh, and onion, onion powder and some, some calcium chloride. I may add ginseng with it. I may add uh, uh, a tea extract, you know, a regular tea extract because of the, the estrogen I'm looking to neutralize. I may add, may add into some zinc chloride and I'll shake it up so that all the potatoes are coated with that. I will then deep fry it, put it aside when it's done, you know, uh, put it aside. And then on top of that, I'm adding um, a uh, yogurt or a sour cream and yogurt. Uh, with a garlic extract that I made. I'll whip up garlic and oil and mix it together. Or maybe I'll add more, and sometimes I'll add more cheese to the mixture. Sometimes the garlic comes out a little too hot. Coat that on my potato. Now I've got my protein. I've got my minerals. I got my B complex and I got my, my carbohydrate. That's one of the things that I'll eat. Um, and again, the fat content in the cream, uh, the sour cream and the yogurt I'm using, my yogurt is like 10% fat. The sour cream is about 14% fat. Um, I'll add cheese, which again is about anywhere from 10 to 15% fat. Mix it all together with the garlic. And that's all I'll eat sometimes. Um, I eat meat. I eat chicken. I'll eat duck, turkey. I'll eat uh, duck eggs when I can get them. Goose eggs when I can get them. Um, yeah, that's why now that we're mentioning this. I went to the store the other day. I went to one of the stores here. I think it was... Um, 
food basics. We have a food basics here in Windsor. So I'm looking at the eggs. And they have large eggs. So I pop open the lid. And I'm thinking, if these are large eggs, the chicken must have been a midget. <laughs> chicken must have been a midget. Had to have been. <laughs> so then I look at the extra large eggs. And I look at that and said, these are large eggs. These are what we used to call large eggs. They're calling them extra large. So when I go into a store, if I go to a farm, I try to get what they call a jumbo because a lot of jumbo eggs have double yolk, you know. And like I said, my diet is primarily fat and protein. I do eat carbs. I don't, I don't exclude them. Uh, but uh, my carbs are primarily uh, root-based. Um, so that's some of the things I eat, you know. And again, I won't rule out <clears throat> eating cans of tuna as long as the tuna is just water, salt, and fish. And then again, I will cook that. I'll put that in a pan, and I'll add garlic to it. I'll add onion to it. I'll add salt and pepper to it. I may I may even add an essential oil there to it, let's say rosemary or um, sage, so that when I'm eating that can of tuna in the front, and I'll cook with butter, you know, and I'll add a little citric acid as well on the uh, tuna because the citric acid helps flush out aluminum and the other components flush out mercury. So when I do eat that, again, I neutralize the components that could cause me a problem. So... Again, how I cook my food, what I do, uh, these are things that I, uh, is fried food okay? Yeah, I don't think, I don't see a problem with fried food. The problem that we have, okay, with a potato, for instance, okay, the potato for a woman, when she eats a fried potato, it releases a chemical called acrylamide. So you're more susceptible to breast cancer from that chemical. So the reason why I added the calcium chloride and the onion powder to it is because now I'm adding a sulfur and a calcium to that potato, which will neutralize the acrylamide. So when I deep fry it, I don't have to worry about that problem. I have shut it down. It's just like when you eat bacon. Some people eat bacon. Well, bacon has nitrites and nitrates in bacon which can cause stomach cancer because your stomach is not designed to handle that much nitric oxide being released into the, to the stomach cavity, right? So if you take vitamin C, it neutralizes the nitric oxide effect from the nitrates. Again, making the food safe. So this is, again, how you have to do things sometimes in regarding to what to do in order to neutralize some of the food you're eating. So, like I said, when you're looking at your foods, look at all the chemicals that are really, okay, they got women eating broccoli, you know, broccoli this, broccoli that. Well, broccoli has a, uh, a thiocyanide in it that it shuts down the thyroid and can damage the thyroid permanently. Well, they're telling you to use this food in order to, you know, protect you from breast cancer. Well, what protects you from breast cancer is iodine. So if you want to eat broccoli, I say once a week, it's not going to be the end of the world. But if you're eating it every day, every day, every day to protect you from a breast cancer, you're going to fry your thyroid. So like I said, you have to look at some of the things that they're giving you to eat and, and realize that if you can't neutralize it, maybe you shouldn't eat it. Can I take germanium in the form of germanium? That's how it's sold. Uh, that's how it's sold. That's the organic germanium because, again, you see the carboxyl ethyl in it. That, again, is um, uh, derived from plants. So uh, what kind of oil do you deep fry your... I use the oils that have the high heat 
So I'm using sunflower oil. I may use grapeseed oil. I may add I may add lard to it. Sometimes I combine lard with the uh, sunflower oil. Um, and what I may do sometimes is I may add uh, essential oil of rosemary to it and essential oil of uh, sage to it. Um, it has a higher antioxidant profile than BHT or BHA in order to keep the oil from going bad. So I'll use it a couple of times, you know, or until I see the oil is, is um, once it gets a certain level of uh, uh, darkness where it's not transparent, I dump it and put a new one, a new one in there. Um, uh, uh, cold press, it depends on the oil, okay? Every oil has a heat range and a heat tolerance. That's what I go by. So if the oil, for instance, olive oil has about a 350 degree heat tolerance. That's as high as you can go with it, you know. And again, once you're once you're um, approaching that level, you're going to burn the oil. So with olive oil, if you're going to use it, then you don't really want to exceed 300 degrees. You want to give yourself a little bit of a margin. Sunflower oil has like about a 480 degree temperature uh, rating, and so does grapeseed oil. So if I'm going to cook something like that. I will put that in there because it can handle the heat. You know, it won't break down that quick. You know, all these oils, like the canola oil that they're selling, that can only take up to about 225 degrees. You know, that is an omega-3. So whatever they've done to it to make it able to handle that kind of heat, you know there's a chemical in there that, again, is shouldn't be in there. Omega-3 omega fats can only take up to 104 degree temperatures maximum. So... Um, so basically, that's where um, citric acid is made from GMO mold. Where can we get clean citric acid from? Well, a lot of things that you're eating today is all genetically modified. So the extraction of, of it from mold or wherever is not going to make any difference. Citric acid is citric acid is citric acid. It's all clean. You know, when you're looking at, for instance, rye, rye has an ergo in it, which is a fungi that can kill you. But they extract specific ingredients out of that in order to make nootropic, the sedum that you're buying for your nootropic, that's all made from that from that mold. And if you look at castor oil, castor oil is a castor bean is a lethal poison. It'll kill you very quickly. So when you get into that kind of thing and you start splitting hairs about what's clean today, really? What is clean today? Citric acid is citric acid is citric acid is citric acid doesn't matter where it comes from, you know, whether it's genetically modified or not. Your corn that you're eating or you're buying, that's where they make ascorbic acid out of. It's all coming from that. China is the only company in the world that's making ascorbic acid right now. Japan used to, you know. Um, yeah, beef tallow is really good. I, I would use that too, you know. Uh, uh, I don't have a problem using... Uh, um, lard because it's not the pig you know it's just the fat and i will use even a uh, pig gelatin or porcine gelatin because by the time it's extracted there's nothing left but just the amino acids i won't eat i i personally don't eat bacon you know i do i will eat it once in a blue moon there's nothing else but i'm not a big um i don't eat pork chops i don't eat pork sausages i don't i won't eat the meat you know because again where what they're feeding the pigs you don't know and the pig will eat anything so my primary, my primary meats are either uh, beef, lamb, or poultry, you know, or game. Sometimes I'll eat deer if I get it, moose if I get it, you know, 
So again, I'm not, I don't oppose eating these things. Um, um, yeah, I like to make some of the stuff. Yeah. You know, it's all a matter of neutrality. I, like I said, you, there's no way, there is absolutely no way you're going to stop not being affected by the genetics or by the nanotechnology. It's in your food, no matter what, you, what you're look at, looking at. So when they got you splitting hairs over this or over that, everything you're eating is, is shit in it. Um, you know, so again, you, you know, Use your head a little bit. All righty. We're near the end of the show. Uh, thank you for all coming in. I appreciate it. Hope you got something out of the show. I hope you got something from the speaker that we had earlier uh, at the beginning of the show. Um, you know, I always say at the end of these shows, you know, read your Bibles, read what Jesus has to say, you know, read the Gospels, pay attention to the Gospels, pay attention to the book of Revelations, pay attention to the New Testament. I always tell people to pay attention to that covenant if you if you you know are just starting start there you know looking at the old covenants for another another time another section but again it does have its applications but you'll never understand it until you read the new testament it starts there you know i always say that i always tell people to pay attention to especially john like i said even in john you're looking at genetics you know if you read actually read it correctly um I always say at the end of these shows as well, look at the about section in the chat room. You know, you got Firemet, you got Fiona, and you got Sheri, and you got Yanni, and then you got myself. You know, I think I got everybody. You know, help them out any way you can. If you, if you can donate, donate. If you need help, go to them. Each one of them have has a skill gift, skill set that can help you. And they are all familiar with nanotechnology and nanobiotech. So, and they're working to help people, you know, set, setting them free. So support them any way you can. Um, I always say at the end of these shows as well, you know, um, we are still here by the grace of God for that, you know. So till the next segment to your health and the next show will be Saturday, 3, 3 p.m. in the afternoon, just in case I screw up on the date again or the day. So everyone be aware of that. So it'll be Saturday, you know, 3 p.m. All right. Till the next segment to your health. Take care, eh?